0: Hello and welcome to Graciously Grieving, Living Through the Pain, the podcast series where we talk about the grieving process and how to do it graciously. I'm your host, Ricky Cunningham, and we have our co-host, Morgan Horton, with us today as well. Say hello, Morgan.
1: Good morning, everybody.
0: In today's episode, we'll be talking about managing the grief that comes following retirement. Good morning everyone. In previous episodes we have defined grief, talked about the effects it has on us, and talked about the types. Now we're going to narrow in on a life event other than death that can cause grief and that is retirement. And as I promised I'm going to get a little personal and share my story of retirement from the Navy grief is caused by the loss of someone or something in our lives that the absence of it causes an impact that makes it hard to continue in our normal daily activities that absence happened for me on october 1st 2009 after 20 years of service today we're going to talk about a few things that i wish i had done differently and things that had to be done move forward one is i wished i had a plan the other thing is i had to find a new identity from sailor uh, lpo leading petty officer and i had to create a new routine having a plan that means that you got at least a plan a or b i had a plan nothing you have to set yourself up for financial stability in an article i found on the internet it said we need to replace approximately 70 to 100 percent of our pre-retirement earned income to cover our living expenses during your retirement years that's a lot i, I didn't have that I, I did not have that i had no plan i was so sure that i was going to be promoted to chief that I didn't have a plan. And so when those results came back and my name was on that list, to say I was in denial would have been an understatement. My whole world turned upside down because they had a, a, a plan that you couldn't go past 20 years as a first class. Mm-hmm. So that was it for me. I either had to make chief or that was it. So if I made chief, I was going to at least give them another two years. That's all the sister was asking for, another two years but I was forced to retire and I was naive and in denial with no plan and still had a youngster in high school. Mm -hmm. It was a stressful time. I had to move home and my lack of planning just kept on affecting everything. I was emotionally, physically, and mentally impacted by that retirement. I used to, yeah, go ahead. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I used to complain about my little military paycheck. Mm -hmm. When I received my first check from (laughs) Convergis, the grief started all over again because I was trying to make ends meet on a third of what I I had been making in the military. As my pastor Reverend Owens would say about money, my money got funny and my change was strange. Mm And trying to make those ends meet, it was more stressful. And my baby boy, as I said your brother Jarve, he was still in school. I remember one day I was struggling so to come up with lunch money for him. I was going through my pockets and my pocketbooks just to come up with enough money so he could have something for lunch. Wow. I'm sharing my story because if you're close to retiring or even if you now you can still start planning now because mm-hmm. i just said 70 to 100 percent you need to start thinking about retirement so you need to cut back on your spending amazon wasn't popular back then but it is now stay off of there stay off of anything dot 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 com stay off of that unless it's trying to find a job don't do that
1: mm-hmm.
0: invest in yourself and save put away a little something pride was one of my biggest downfalls and my hurdles to to overcome. But thankfully, I serve a God who says he is my God and he will supply my needs. But not only my needs, all his children, if you are in need, all you have to do is ask for help. Stacy Hennigan says in her book, in every crisis, every disferred dream, every disappointment, is an invitation to meet with God, pain or possibility. That's our choice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was I was faced with a choice. I had to leave my own party, that pity party that I was throwing for myself. I had to face that and and throw out my arrogance because I didn't have a plan A, B, or C. I had to throw that all away and I had to think about my favorite verse. One of my favorite verses is, Isaiah 41 10 and it says fear thou not for I am with thee be not dismayed for I am thy God I will strengthen thee yea I will help thee yea I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness his promises to be there for me gave me the peace and the strength that I needed and it was good that I came home and had my immediate family to help me through. So how was it for you and Jarve when I finally came home for, for good after 20 years of having just a part-time mom?
1: It was full-time CS1 Cunningham, because like you could still see the military in you and it was an adjustment. Mm-hmm. And then uh like you said, part-time. So we had to get used to all of our what's that are us in one place Mm -hmm. because you know we all firecrackers me you and grandma yeah we're we're all in one as dad would say we're all the same so them attitudes the adjustment and and getting used to each other that it it wasn't it wasn't hard but it was an adjustment we had to get used to being around each other because we were used to you coming home for a vacation Mm -hmm. part-time and then leave i hate saying part-time Cause you want a part time, you 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 sacrifice. Yeah, that that was a sacrifice that you made to provide for us better. So I can't say that you were a part time mom. Mm-hmm. We we just had a different upbringing than the regular family house. Mm-hmm. But we still, I had two full time parents. I had you and grandma and 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 grandpa. So mm-hmm. I I don't want to say part time. Yeah, it was just we had to get used to each other being in the same under the same roof longer than a week or two from yeah. when you come home for vacation and, or uh, leave
0: not only enough too that that was one of my concerns um because my husband and your dad he stayed in a couple of years after me
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then when he came that was one of my fears because now we both home
1: mm-hmm. oh
0: my goodness what are we going to do
1: mm-hmm.
0: being because usually like when we were in the military first of all one was on sea the other was on on land And so we were rotating and usually by the time we plucked each other's nerves Mm -hmm. it was time for one of us to to pack up and get ready and go and then by the time we come back you know it was oh i'm so glad to be be home so it was i was i understand that fully Mm -hmm. i understand it from your point of view for sure of how that adjustment is to having their that presence there all the time Mm -hmm. it is an adjustment Mm -hmm. and this leads us into Cause then I had to uh, become a full-time wife. Mm-hmm. So this leads us into our, as I was going to say, our next point of re-identifying ourselves. Yes. In this part, we're going to talk about how we have to re-identify ourselves, you know, cause our, we do sometimes become our jobs. And after that's gone, we have to re-identify ourselves. After 20 years in the Navy, I was no longer CS1, SWAW Cunningham, CS1, or 1 like they used to call me, or LPO. Those days were over.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. At that time, most of my adult years had been spent in the military. Mm -hmm. It was a community a family, and now that part of my life, was over but like i said in the last segment i came home and that helped with the readjustment because even though i didn't share with y'all how bad things were at least how bad i felt they were um it still was good to have y'all there and i was able to fall back into my other identity as full-time mom and and nana um jamar became a little sidekick Mm -hmm. i came back home and i I thought I was a failure. I saw them passing me over for chief as a failure. Right. And this is probably why I work so hard at school because I don't need someone to advance me per se. I put in the work and I get the grades yeah. and that
1: you get, get your due.
0: I get my due from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I let my grades give me, I guess, whatever it is that I'm searching for. I'm still searching for I guess approval and validation that I'm a person and that I matter. Right. And I'm looking for it in all the wrong places. I valued how others saw me. Mm-hmm. Um the uniform that was it for me, you know, they they saw me in the uniform and I was a f- first class and I had my surface warfare pin, my air warfare pin. And if you saw me in my my dress uniform, uh, the medals they were something else, you know, right. and it showed that I took pride in my in what I did for my country, and that just this is when I sank into my depression because I didn't have none of that. It was so bad that um most people keep uh, like they dress uniform or some one of their uniform. I jewed all that all them uniforms in a bag, and I took it to the base. I told them they can have at it. I was just that done. I, that was the anger, I guess, that part of it mm-hmm. the, uh, from the retirement, the being rejected. I saw it as rejected. And like I said, the depression sunk in. I had no direction, and I was losing hope. But, you know, Stacy Hennigan, again, I love that book. It, it's called Breathe Again. And it, she gave me some insight on how we can move forward. She says, vulnerability is what will open our heart's doors to heaven's leading. It's the oxygen that gives life to our journey with God. It was then that I finally realized I could do nothing on my own. I had to surrender it all to God. Having y'all there made it easy for me, as I said, and being settled back into being a mom and, nana and finding a better job than convergence because that was civilian. not it and a civilian, civilian. Yeah. yeah and that's what's going to come up in the next thing when we talk about creating our routines but before we get to that you had your own transition from from the service how yes. was that
1: a culture shock I because i went in this thinking i'm gonna do my twenty. I found out I was pregnant with Marmy when I was going for my physical to go to drill sergeant school. I had my plan. That was my plan. I was going to be drill sergeant Horton. I was going to go back to uh, what, what was that uh, Fort Jackson back in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I was fit to do my 20 there or move around. But that for sure was my guaranteed goal. Mm-hmm. And I found out I was pregnant with Marmy And they gave me the option i to put him up for adoption and stay
0: mm-hmm.
1: or keep him and get out. And that was I guess that's with the National Guard they didn't do temporary uh custody anymore mm-hmm. so they even brought families to introduce to me if that I wanted to sign Jamari over to and I I, I just couldn't see myself doing that. I lay down and made my child gonna stand up and take take care of him mm-hmm. but that broke my heart that I was gonna have I, I didn't have that that comfort my goal to take care of him mm-hmm. so that was I didn't have a plan. So I was, uh, I was starting over. I had to go work at SideTel here in Long Beach. It was a, a call center before Convergence. Mm-hmm. I hated it. It was I, uh, I don't like dealing with people, phones, and trying to tell phone folks over the phone how to re- restart their phone, activate their phone. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a plan. I was in a depression because mm-hmm. I just like now, what am I going to do? I already had my mindset what I was going to do. And just starting over, it sent me into depression with postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And then just trying to figure out what to do. And I, I, I honestly, honestly, I made wrong decisions. Mm-hmm. I didn't think things through. I was acting out on impulse instead of sitting down and playing the tape out and making the right decisions. Mm-hmm. Can't go back in the past. Mm-hmm. Wish I could. Yeah. But. Moving forward, I'm finally finding my niche. Mm-hmm. It was Sonic. I became part of a team, and I yeah. had a goal. i done reached those goals there. Now I'm moving on to a new goal.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm still young, so I, I I just keep seeing myself accomplishing goals that mm-hmm. I set for myself. I have the uh a, a board. What's that? The visionary. The board. Vision board. Okay. Yes. So I'm figuring out what I want to do. All right that that was a culture shock having yes. to leave my plan a mm-hmm. but i didn't have a plan b or c Mm-mm. yeah
0: our jobs become a big part of who we are mm-hmm. and when we retire we have to figure out new roles Or with me picking up you know full-time roles again it's like mom but in our next segment we're going to talk about new routines In this part, we're going to be talking about how we can have to create a new routine. In another article I found uh, by Forbes, it says, retirement destroys our routine. This is so true, especially with something as structured as the military. There was no more workups for deployment. There were no more deployments, three times a week PT, no more PRT every six months unless you were blessed enough to be deployed, then well you like like me, you struggle with making way in. Um, but I have to admit though, I almost miss the commute on to base. And if you ever had the pleasure of being on I sixty four in Norfolk, then you will understand why I say almost mm-hmm. miss that. Because that's no that's no walk, uh train the, uh commute there the
1: moving parties you told us about
0: oh the moving parties don't you love the moving parties were awesome
1: quick backstory: story so my first time living with her in bremington washington she says we're gonna have a moving party we just heard party thought it was a great idea no a moving party is having her bring all her stuff onto the boat onto the ship not just a boat nice little boat on the ship going down barracks through time it's tight y'all i don't know how them folks do six months on them ships but it was it was a moving party yes
0: i had to take my sea bag that was probably a good 60 70 pounds and by the time i made it up to the 03 level and that's really high um it was a a weight off my back literally to get that uh put that sea bag down but yeah i used to tease my kids and tell them about the movie party. It only worked that one time. Cause after that, the gig was up, they knew that mm-hmm. we had to get um, my stuff on the ship for <laughs> deployment. But that was our, that was part of our routine. Mm-hmm. Mom's getting ready to get underway. Let's get our stuff on the ship. I let them get a box of cereal, you know, to, for their efforts of helping me, <laughs> but it was a routine.
1: Mm-hmm. And like I
0: said, I would be in, Antoine would be at home. I would be at home. Antoine would be out. That's how it was. It was a routine. And then when you retire, that unsaid routine of the defined and structuredness of my life, it, it was gone. Or our lives, it, it's broken. Yes. And this is another moment when depression and anger can come in because we don't know what to do since it is no, no longer laid out for us. And I was like, again i didn't plan for retirement Mm -hmm. it was so jarring but i had to bust the move because i still had uh, a minor at home i was still trying to help uh you Mm -hmm. and uh, my mom and everybody and it was just a lot in it 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 was no room for me to fall apart i had to hold it together yeah and can't fall apart so listen we do grief from the loss of a job we do And and you and from retirement, and we have to deal with the hurt and the pain that comes with that, that almost cripples us from functioning properly. Right. This article that I read, it it gave a breakdown of the five stages of grief for retirement. It said denial. Your sense will be like this: I never wanted to retire. I should still be working. Check. I said that the Navy didn't know what they was doing. They was getting rid of a good sailor. That was my thing. That actually comes in with the, the anger. They made me retire. They wanted me out of there. So they set me up. Yep. I believed it was cons- conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. They set me up. Check, check. Bargaining. Maybe if I just I could go back or move on. Well, there was no going back, so I had to move on. But technically, there was a way because back then that you could, under extreme circumstances, if you went back to sea, they will let you stay longer. And so I was like,
1: uh, no." no.
0: And depression, who am I kidding? I'm worthless and always was. And like I said, that's how I saw myself. I saw myself as a failure because i did not make rank in acceptance i felt lost at first but finally feel at peace with my new life listen i'm cooler than coco puffs right now um i like my life and actually i'm thinking about retiring again Mm -hmm. Uh, my pastor's not going to be too happy about that but um because i'm the church secretary but i am uh i said i would work till i was 55. And that's coming up in July. So it might be coming back. So I might have to re-identify myself again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm gonna have a plan this time. And at that depression, if a good gust of wind would have came, I would have I would have fell apart. But I'm pressing on, I'm moving on. And also what we can do in creating our new routine, we can pick up a hobby.
1: Yes.
0: I'm still working on Jamari's blanket.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's been about fifteen years <laughs> in the making
1: That could be his graduation It present. can be his
0: graduation present but first,
1: his first dorm room
0: there, fir- there we go. go still it can be useful,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: we have to find something that can hold our attention or even if not, try different things to occupy that time to fill that space that you think is empty. uh find something, and I think that school might be the thing for me as my hobby, but after this degree, there is no more. I'm not trying to be Lynn Searcy, a professional student. (laughs) (laughs) After I finish my doctorate, I'm going to take a break. Mentally. Mentally, physically, emotionally, Mm -hmm. and um, then I'm going to come back and become a a certified grief counselor. I'm going to go and take classes for that. And with that being said, we have to take time to take care of ourselves. I'm going to try to talk your dad into going somewhere tropical for a week or two. Mm-hmm. But we have to take care of ourselves because grief and retirement are changing jobs. That is real.
1: Mm-hmm. The, the
0: struggle, it is real and it happens. So we have to be mindful of that. And we have to have a plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Find our identity in something else don't just give up and then if not that then find a hobby find something else volunteer
1: okay
0: you could do that volunteer Antoine is always talking about once he finished uh working uh full-time as a police officer he's going to be the the checkout man at the the greeter excuse me the greeter at the Walmart door that's all he wants to do is greet people when they come in doesn't want nothing stressful. Find something like that. Go read books to kids at school.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Ask for uh, to be a volunteer there. But find something to occupy your time. Do
1: you have any final thoughts? Always have a plan. Execute that plan. Mm -hmm. And if plan A don't work, try plan B. Mm -hmm. Do a good three or four plans. Just drop, when you coming up your plan, jot them down. Mm -hmm. So plan A don't work, you always got something else to fall on back. Yes. And always follow through. Don't give up. Yes. It's not Everything's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. If it's too easy, leave it there. Yes. Indeed. But it, understand that with a, uh, with a change, it's going to be difficult. Anything new is going to be difficult. But always follow through. Don't give up.
0: Amen. And with that being said, let us go to God in prayer. Dear Lord, we know you to be a provider. As we come to these new beginnings, Lord, fill us with your wisdom to prepare us for the transition to our new roles and identity and may we never forget our identity in you lord as your loving children guide us and keep us is our prayer in jesus name amen amen well my gracious gems that is our time for this episode we hope that you had a a laugh with us and learned something Mm -hmm. i want to thank my co-host morgan for joining us today and all of y'all for listening Be sure to tune in next week. We will have a special guest. My pastor, Reverend Brandon J. Owens, Sr., will be discussing moving forward with new relationships. I would love to hear from you. So send a text to 430-808-1225 or email at graciouslygrievinglttp at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments. Or visit our Facebook page, Graciously Grieving, Living Through the Pain. I'm Ricky Cunningham.
1: I'm Morgan Horton.
0: Thank you for listening.